0: Big Country Comics presents the Big Country Expo this November 26th and 27th in the Bicentennial Ballroom at the Fredericton Inn in New Brunswick. Current featured guests Sam De La Rosa and Dan Parent. New guests announced every two weeks leading up to the show. Tickets are on sale now with only 100 VIP packages available so you better act fast. Artist Alley and Exhibitor applications are open now. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Big Country Expo and our website, bigcountryexpo.com.
1: Hi, this is Adam, a.k.a. Casey Jones from Casey Jones Livewire, and you're listening to Epic Tales from the Sewers. Time for a knuckle sandwich, punk.
0: Wagon and hold on to your
1: pizza.
0: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Adventures, issue number 11. The cover has Raphael in his black costume surrounded by rats of all shape and size with their gleaming teeth as the Rat King points towards him, and he looks scared. For three days they have been trapped beneath tons of fallen debris and the occasional match their only source of light. We see a match held up by Rocksteady as he and Bebop look at each other. I'm getting really hungry, Bebop. Uh, Don't go get no funny ideas. Hey, what's that smell? Uh, That ain't me, Bebop. No, dummy. I mean the other smell. (laughs) Like rain evaporating off of hot pavement. And that light, so bright forward on to four aliens that stand there. They're uh, kind of your classic aliens with big black eyes and white faces and very slender arms and legs and skinny bodies. This issue is called White Light, written by Ryan Brown and Dean Claraine. Scripts by Dean Claraine, pencils by Jim Lawson, with letters by Gary Fields. We show a uh, picture of New York City. You see the Twin Towers and the Empire State Building, and there's kind of a sun up that comes from it. With an electric yawn and a collective sigh, the New York City borough of Manhattan rushes to greet another day. Beneath its streets, the building's pulses with life, not often seen by those above. The life lived in the sewers, on the razor's edge, where four hearts beat as one. "'Hey!' says Raff, as he looks on at a very upset rat that seems to be looking at him. As the four turtles are surrounded, again Raph is in his black outfit, the rest of the guys are in their outfits." They look on. This is just after they've experienced Worm and Scumbug in that explosion. What's with all the rodents? I don't like this. And I've lost my sense of direction, Don. Which way were we headed before we met up with those two monsters? Referring to Rocksteady and Bebop. Um, that way. The direction the rats are coming from. Oh boy, says Mike. It doesn't matter if they're all around us. Let's head towards them anyway. Stay close. Weapons at the ready, says Leo, as he leads them into another tunnel, this time surrounded by plenty of snarling and undulating rats in this giant mass that seems to move towards them like a wave. Strange, there's no sewer water up at the end of this tunnel. Notice how the rats are just moving barely enough space for us to move forward one step at a time? And the ones behind us are following us, almost pushing us. I think we're being herded somewhere as one snarls at Raph with his eyes drawn. I think you're right, brother. Everyone stay alert. Keep your eyes peeled for anything unusual, says Leo. Anything unusual? What? Eek, says, says the rat. Eek, eek, as they attack his feet just to keep him moving. As he accidentally steps on one of their tail, uh-oh, Raph trips and then becomes covered with some rats. Ah, gross! Get these things off of me! You heard him, brothers. Let's do it, says Leo. So, and the turtles start attacking the rats with Mikey and Donnie trying to knock them off him and Leo doing what he can. That is quite enough, my children. We see a bandaged face. Look onto the gobsmack turtles who just stand there. Who? Who are you, says Leonardo. And what's with all the rodents, says Raph. My name is Hafan, and I am the Rat King. And ye- these are my children. And you... You are trespassing here, Turtles. The Rat King looks just like he does in the cartoons. He's got a stitched-up brown top with plenty of bandages around his arms and green pants with orange bandanas wrapped around him, and his face is covered completely with uh, sort of a green bandage that just leaves his eyes and mouth exposed, uh, showing his sparse patches of orange hair. He reaches down on his throne to pet a rat. Do you know what happens to those who trespass against us? Raf mentions to Mikey. I bet you has something to do with food. We dine on their flesh as a testament to their folly, and gnaw on their bones as a matter of policy. Tell me, turtles, why should you four be treated differently? he asks them. Leo puts his swords away and hangs his head. Well, Lord Hathon, Rat King, we had no idea this was your kingdom. And as such, we haven't trespassed against you. We've trespassed through you, through your kingdom, innocently. Wherever you find a single child of mine, that is my kingdom, says Athan, holding up a rat with a bone in its teeth. We were ignorant of this, says Leonardo. Perhaps. What are your names, says the Rat King. I am Leonardo. These are my brothers, Raphael, Michelangelo, and Donatello. They all stand on sort of looking down, except for Raph in the back, who seems to be seething. To what precept do you owe your allegiance, says the Rat King, now holding the bone that was in the rat's mouth. Leo draws his swords and holds them up crossed. Honor, where do you go? We seek the Shredder, and through him, the evil Krang. Rat King now holding up a skull of a human head. Then you seek your deaths. We don't think so, Chipmunk King, says Raff. He squints and looks back at him. Then he opens up his eyes a little bit more. No, perhaps not. The one you seek can be found that way. Go, says the Rat King. Leo t- turns around and faces him and bows and says, Thank you, Hathan. The rats seem to follow them out as they leave from his throne room as the turtles walk on towards the Shredder's lair. Can't believe you insulted him, Raphael. You could have blown everything. Yeah, well, I can't believe you were acting like such a wimp. We were hopelessly outnumbered. I thought it was wise to act subservient, says Leo. Take it easy, guys, says Donnie. Yeah, and keep it down, says Mikey. The sewers still have ears. A mile passes in silence. Well, this is the main tunnel, and it cuts off from right angle here, and that's probably the East River. We're faced with either going that way or going straight. Through this smaller tunnel, directly to the front of us. What do you say, brothers? I say we continue in a straight line. I agree, says Leo and Raph. So they do head through that tunnel we see a short while later. This is beginning to look familiar. Yes, I think this leads us to where we fought Bebop and Rocksteady, says Leo. But that would mean that they're head towards a dead end full of fallen debris, says Raph. As they come to that area where they had fallen, you could see the remnants of the destroyed knucklehead in the cave from, uh, the chameleon. Wow! Looks like they escaped, as they look down to a giant hole in the ground. Either that or something came and got them, says Don. The edge is nearly smooth as glass. What do you make of it, Don? I don't know. Something extremely powerful did this. Something capable of disintegrating matter, I guess. I sure wish I had brought along a Geiger counter. I hate to think that we're being exposed to radiation right now. Does anyone else notice that odor like a quick summer rain evaporating off a hot pavement? Yeah, this is creepy. Maybe we ought to be moving on. The turtles then head into this tunnel and start moving. You can see them going through this uh and it's it's discolored like it's been it's been disintegrated away in, in just very smooth sort of um, circular tunnel. You've been quiet, Mike. I don't like this. Who does? Says Leo. We've reached another main sewer tunnel. Let's pair off two to a side and move forward. Continue searching for any clues that will lead us to Shredder. As they walk through, we can see sort of a chemical slick in the water. This is the exact area where Scumbug and Worm came from, with all the mutagen that was dumped in the toxic materials from Bebop and Rocksteady. Time says, within moments. Man, look what some bozo has done. Some industrial waste. Someone's been doing a lot of illegal dumping down here. I think we can guess who it's been. Mutagen! Barrel of mutagen, empty and discarded, says Donnie. We're close, brothers, very close. Draw your weapons. Let's continue in silence. They do just that. Walking forward, they can see. Looks like a giant foot soldier that seems to be guarding something. Hold up, what's that ahead? Looks like some sort of foot soldier. He has kind of a giant purple head with some uh, cables attached to him and uh, shredder armor on his arms and his legs. He's much larger than a regular robot. It's all old and rusty and gnarly. Yeah, but it must have been positioned like a sentry. Uh Uh-oh. Everyone stand back. As it whirs to life, Raph says, Now let's hit him before it's fully activated. With a back fist, he knocks Raphael on his butt. We see that he's... He's saying death. death. He powers up and blasts some lasers out of his eyes, kicking Leonardo, knocking the two swords out of his hands. Then, with a uh, fist push, kind of knocks over Donatello, who looks quite disembobulated, And then he heads for Michelangelo. Uh oh! He shoots him with some with his eye lasers. But all of a sudden, Mikey, who has been quiet until now, pulls out two shuriken and hits him dead in the center of both of his eyes. Uh-oh. We see that there's some smoke coming out of it, and then he gets pushed into the into the water in the middle of the sewer, and then the turtles are kind of celebrating, because that's it for him. You can see that there's, like, crackles and, and uh, sparks coming off him. Woo! way to go, Mikey. That robot was t- much more advanced than your average foot soldier. Yeah, but we still kicked his butt. I, I think I see what it may have been put here to guard. A manhole it has been left open, says Mikey. Gee. "'Do you suppose it leads directly to the Shredders? "'There's only one way to find out,' as Raph is already climbing up into it. "'Let's hustle. "'The sound of our battle may have already alerted who's there.' Up into the room, the storage room, that the exterminator had come to take care of all the cockroaches earlier that led directly to the sewer from the Shredders' lair. "'There's only one door leading out of here, and it's slightly ajar. "'I can hear voices in the next room. sounds like the Shredders. "'Can you see anyone?' Hey, there's that smell again, says Raff, Like evaporating rain. Look on to the five aliens that are standing there. Then all of a sudden it goes to Bebop, Rocksteady, Krang, and Shredder, just laughing. Ha 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 uproariously, as we see that these aliens now have the turtles in suspended animation hanging in the air, unconscious. The Sons of Silence weave a mesmerizing spell, says Krang. And while the turtles dream, whatever it is turtles dream, we can get down to business of locating the Turnstone. You say that your device can pinpoint its location, asked Sorokosaki. Precisely. The Turnstone is in a bayou along the Gulf Coast and must be home to the so-called Swap Witch Mary Bones. If you've had this device all along, then why have you been off destroying other worlds? Fool, this device was offered to me by the ruler of a far-off world, offered in exchange for the life of his planet. Of course, I took both. Travel now to Mary Bones, who's who's seeing the Sons of Silence and what's going on with the Turtles and Krang through the Turnstone in her bayou lair. The same one that we saw back in in the uh, issue with Leatherhead. This has gone on far enough. With each subsequent act, Crane grows more and more ruthless. Time for all for the transmutating powers of the little turnstone. And now, how did he ever gain control of the Sons of Silence? They've always had a will of their own. Hmm. We must leave this planet. Before he ravages this world. She steps outside and we can see that she's in the bayou and and there's some cranes flying overhead. She removes the the alligator headdress and lifts up the turnstone. And so I must drop the guise I have worn for the Earth people. And with the power of the turnstone, I regain my true form and take leave of this beautiful planet. We see that she starts to change and her molecules seem to be changing around. And she goes from that of an old woman to what looks like a young fit woman. Back of the turtles. But I shall not leave them alone. No, says Krang, as we can see the turtles start to disincorporate as they're pulled away by the turnstone and Mary Bones. They're gone, and so is the turnstone. It's back in Dimension X, with Mary Bones, no doubt, and the turtles. No matter, I've had the Technodrome converted into a spaceship. It's orbit above this bum luck world. Gather your things, he says to Shredder and Bebop and Rocksteady. It's time we're going to Dimension X. Up next, scary monsters and super creeps. And that's the end of issue 11 of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Adventures. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Adventures issue number 12. We start out, it looks like an African savanna, with a hyena dog that's kind of smiling, where two rhinos stand there, with a parrot on one of them once it was as vast as the continent itself now it is confined to a few isolated patches a promise here and there a dream world a world of innocence a thing of wild beauty and animal grace the lost world the title of this script by dean claraine pencils by ken mitroni inks by dan berger letters by gary fields it's like a family of rhinos a male and a female the sun is pure and warm as it touches down across the savannah it feels good against their backs as they graze upon the young, tough, young grass. He imagines out across the bush line, beyond the shady boab trees, that somewhere out there exists another world, a very different world, and that it encroaches with rapid certainty upon his own. Duh! Wake up, Rocksteady. Duh. Your legs was twitchin' while you were dreamin'. Bebop tries to wake up Rocksteady. Yeah, Bebop, I was dreaming I was with my favorite girlie. we was back in Africa. And the, the, the world was young and strong. We look out on the sea of stars as Shredder and two of the Brothers of Silence seem to look out from the spaceship as uh, Bebop helps Rock up off the couch. How interesting! He walks on two legs and dreams on all fours. Well, here we are, fools. Dimension Earth. And now to locate Mary Bones and the Turtles. And the Turnstone. Once I have the Turnstone, I'll be able to do
1: anything.
0: Anything at all. Elsewhere on a planet not so far below, Mary Bones stands over a campfire and talks to the Turtles. Thanks again for saving us from crying and Shredder, says Mikey. Yeah, that was too weird, floating there in air like puppets on strings, paralyzed by those things. Yes, thank you, Mary. But please, tell us, where are we? And why do you look so different than the last time we saw you? Yeah, gee, you sure look different from the last first time we saw you. We are on a planet of the solar system, deep within Dimension X. I think it's called Herbal. And Leonardo, call me Cherube. Mary Bones was just a mask. The disguise I wore during my stay on your world. This is my true form. I was once a warlord. There is no feminine form of the term from this dimension, as was Krang. Mary Bones is a beautiful looking woman with purple skin who has gold bracelets and kind of like a black top with a gold bottom and some long boots and just very uh, curly brown hair and sort of a, a tiara. Very much like a Wonder Woman sort of character, but with purple skin. She holds the turnstone as she talks to them. Years ago, the theocracy that took control of Dimension X banished all warlords to step to ensure a position of power. A few of us were hunted down and publicly executed. Most, like myself, sought refuge elsewhere in the universe. A few, like Krang, remained in Dimension X and went into hiding, gathering strength and planning berserker assaults, like the one that happened here. This world was annihilated by Krang in his mad search for this turnstone. "'a transmutating device of great power, "'capable of giving thoughts form. "'The legend was that the turnstone belonged to the first woman, "'but that she gave it up when she created the first man. "'Whatever the cold truth is that I have it, and Krang wants it. "'That's pseudo-rad, lady, but what has this got to do with us?' says Donnie. "'That's pseudo-rad, lady, but what has this got to do with us?' says Raff. Raph. "'Raphael, don't you want to stop crying?' "'Yeah?' don't you want to save your planet yeah isn't that enough yeah so what do we do says leo nothing we wait krang will come soon enough and i hope no other forms of life come to any harm along the way he just doesn't hesitate to kill he's an evil brain that hasn't a heart by which to weigh the consequences of his actions sometimes he scares me the sun's beginning to rise beautiful red sunset very similar to the last one that we saw in the previous issue it's red yes michelangelo it's much older than yours of earth the buildings we can see are like new york but very dilapidated and destroyed from years of war yeah well what's that thing coming for us out of the sun it looks like it's crying sometimes he can be so predictable She grabs the turnstone, and White Aura seems to lift her up into the sky as Cherube flies away. As she leads them away. Cherube! I suspected Mary Bones was a warlord from this dimension, but I didn't know she was you. You never were bright, she says to him. Fool, I was bright enough to locate you on Earth, and bright enough to follow you here. You wouldn't have succeeded if not for that device that you hold— device for which i now transform uh in krang's hand his tracking device changes right before his eyes to a talkative red parrot through the power of the turnstone no clever woman she's turned it into a bird and the boy is flying to us says bebop do they think he likes me bebop i ain't never had no pet before (laughs) says the parrot idiots surrounded by complete idiots Let's see how Chirube fares against X-ray lasers. As he blasts her. Trubay's hit. She deflects one with her wrist, but then she can see. By the seven sisters. The X-ray seems to affect her hand and she can see the bones within. What have you done to me? Nothing compared to this. and He shoots out an electric beam that blasts her out of the sky, knocking both her and the turnstone down and the turnstone out of her hand. As she stands there, just levitating. You've done it, Krang. You've defeated her, says the Shredder. But of course, fool. Wait, look, she's dropped the turnstone. It's falling down to the planet below. The turtles notice this, too. Check it out, bro. She's dropped the turnstone. And with a <laughs> it crashes to the ground. Cool, says Mikey. We had better head out and try to locate the turnstone. Weapons at the ready, turtles. "'What about Cherube? There's nothing that we can do down here. "'She's on her own,' says Leo, as he looks up as she's just hanging out up there "'in sort of like a a white mist. "'Duh, Mr. Shredder. Mr. Krang is the Sons of Silence. They's disappearing,' says Bebop to Shredder. "'The Sons of Silence appear all around Cherube in that white mist. "'And now they're disappearing with Cherube. I knew this was too good to be true.' What are we going to do now, Krang? I don't care for your tone, Socky, as he gets right in, in Krang's face. But what I'm going to do is this. I'm going to send you three planetside to search for the Turnstone, while I try to get us some more help. Now, in footskies, the three of them are flying around outside of the spaceship as the spaceship takes off. Krang knows he's got to make a very important phone call. And there's only one being in this sector of the dimension whom I can seek some help. I just hope I catch her in a good mood. On the screen we see what looks like an elephant beetle or something, you know, answers, and he goes, Who disturbs us? It is I, Warlord Krang. I wish to speak to Malinga. The queen rests brain. Do you risk soul death to speak with her? I, I would. As you wish, says the insect on the other side. I will inform her of your desire telepathically through the hive mind we all share. You are fortunate, Krang. Maligno chooses to speak with you now. A giant insect of immense proportion. We can see that there's all kinds of debris littered around her from when she's fed. She has wings and she has tiny curled arms underneath her. And we hear little squelching sounds as she moves to pull everything away from her face. Two giant antennae that are green on her orange face with purple arms and she has kind of a giant collar behind her as she opens up her orange and and yellow eyes. Very similar to how they had it written for Scumbug, she seems to click when she speaks and she reacts to Krang immediately, now with arms wide open, almost in an attack stance as she talks to the monitor. Flesh brain, long has it been since I gazed upon your moist pink cerebrum? I have heard how your heartlessness has left several worlds dead. Dead worlds are of no use to anyone, Moist One. Specifically not to me. I give you one minute to convince me not to send my children to feed on you. I... I need your help. I request ten of your children to help me search for something I have lost. And what shall I receive in return for the lives of my children, says Maligna. I shall give you a ripe young world, a living world. I will lead you to Earth. We have a deal, flesh brain. My gods will make the necessary arrangements. Crank smiles in glee. Back to the three on the footski. We've got uh, Bebop and Roxetti with Shredder leading in front. "'Duh, I ain't had this good a time since we was blasting them toitles back in the sewers.' "'Me neither, Bebop, but we have lots of fun when they's flying.' "'Yes, I do enjoy this,' says Shredder. "'Just don't forget we have a goal before us. "'We need to locate the turnstone before Krang does. "'Once we have it, we won't need him anymore. "'And with the turnstone in hand, I'll control the power.' "'Duh, what about the toitles?' What about them? Once we have the turnstone, the turtles will be as bothersome as lambs in a lion's den. (laughs) Ha, 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 pleased for themselves, they drive off in the other direction from where the turtles are, as they emerge from their hiding places. Decent. They've headed in the wrong direction. True, but they can cover more area in a shorter period of time than we can. Don, if you can keep us headed in the right direction, then maybe we can start running. No problem, says Don. Great. Then Don, you flank Mike, and Mike, you set the pace. Raff and I will follow. Every now and then, cast a glance skyward. We don't need to be spotted by the Shredder. As the turtles take off, Raf says to Leo, What are you going to do with the turnstone if we find it? Stop Krang and the Shredder? Free chirube? Conjure up some pizza? Stuff like that, says Leo. Donnie goes over to the uh, bottom of a spaceship. It gives him kind of a, a high sign. And if Krang should get a hold of it, then we fight, says Leo. Good says Raph in response. Hold it, dudes. Major change in scenery coming up, says Mike. Wow. It looks like, wow, looks like one of those statues sees in the Soviet Union. Like workers' hands uniting, something like that. Guess again, Don. This is just an archway "To to a coliseum, says Leo. You can see before them there's just a whole bunch of pillars. Looks like columns from the Roman Coliseum. Hey, what's that in the sky? It's Krang's ship. Can't tell. Whatever it is, it's closing in fast. Weapons at the ready, brothers. All of a sudden, it's Cuddly! It's Cuddly the
1: Cowlick! Hi, Cuddly! Hello, Michelangelo. Greetings, turtles.
0: Come to do a little interdimensional kidnapping? Says Raff.
1: Not quite, Raphael. I've come with a proposition from Mr. Stump. He'd like to help you in your quest for the Turnstone.
0: How can Stump
1: help us? By providing you with a few more bodies to help you in your search. Yeah, well, what's the proposition, asked Leo. You would receive them immediately. If you agree to another exclusive intergalactic wrestling match on Stump Network. Hmm, what do you say, brothers? Shall we swallow our pride again?
0: Maybe, maybe we should. After all this, this is all about who will find the turnstone first. Then it's agreed? In principle, sure.
1: I'm sure Mr. Stump will be pleased. Stand back, Turtles, while I deliver your help. (coughs) Patoowee!
0: Out come three familiar faces and one new one. At last, I can see the light. No kidding, boss. It's Wingnut and Screwloose and Leatherhead. We see Leatherhead, Wingnut, Screwloose, and a new character named Trap. And they call me Trap. Hmm, this may work out after all. Tell me, Trap. Can you control Wingnut and Screwloose well enough for them to provide us with an aerial survey of the city? Aunt says Screwloose. We'll do on our own free will, Plankton Chip. Anything to stop Krang, right, boss? You know it, faithful Screwloose! As they jump on top of Trap,
1: who does not seem pleased. You can release them now, Trap, says Cuddly. I've got to get back to Stump Asteroid. Else time all
0: Bye, Cudley. So what do we do now, Turtles? says Trap guest trap as we see the ten of maligna's soldiers have cornered them in the center of the ring of the coliseum we can see that her children standing there with spears drawn as an expression of fear on wingnut's face as he stands there just floating just above everybody as the turtles and leatherhead and trap all back to back ready to fight next the fate of cherube return of krang someone finds the turnstone a story that could only be called the final conflict and that'll be Issue 13. This is the end of Issue 12 of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Adventures.
1: Rag, you rockhead! Where's Rat
0: King? Rag, the evil stone warrior from Dimension X, is trying to convince Rat King, the solitary sewer dweller, to help the foot destroy the Ninja Turtles! Practical.
1: ha ha
0: ha! Meanwhile, the turtles are flipping out with their motorized pizza thrower, proving once again, a little pizza can go a long, long way. Pizza! I
1: didn't order any pizza! Teenage Mutant Ninja From Playmate. It's pizza time.
0: And now, in a segment that we call Pizza Time, where we discuss any Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle or pizza-related food, I give you pizza time. Hey everyone, your pizza time today is white pizza sauce. It's a recipe that makes about one cup. When you want pizza that's cheesy to the max, this sauce does the job. And since we're talking about the rat king today, who loves cheese more than rats? Get in touch with your inner Donatello and experiment with different chopped fresh herbs, dried spices, or even hot sauce. Ingredients, two tablespoons of unsalted butter, three large garlic cloves, pressed or grated, two tablespoons, all purpose flour, one cup whole or reduced fat milk, one quarter teaspoon of salt, freshly ground black pepper, one quarter cup of grated Parmesan cheese. Instructions, melt the butter in a small saucepan over medium heat. When it stops foaming, add the garlic. Cook for 30 seconds and then sprinkle in the flour. Cook for one to two minutes longer, whisking constantly. Add the milk to the saucepan in a a slow stream while you continue whisking with the other hand. Add the salt and a grind or two of pepper. Cook for five minutes or until the sauce has thickened to your liking. Remember the pan from, remove the pan from the heat and stir in the cheese. Use immediately or store in an airtight container in the refrigerator for up to three days. This is your pizza time, white pizza sauce. Wait a minute, a bonus pizza time? This one is olive tapenade, makes about one cup. Master Splinter tosses, taught his sons the word umami. It's a Japanese term for that earthy, savory flavor found in foods like olives and mushrooms. Whenever the umami craving hits hard, the brothers buzz up a batch of tapenade in the food processor Donatello made out of busted Mausers. Tapenade is a killer on a pizza, or as a dip with crackers and cheese. But of course, the tur- turtles like it best on pizza. Ingredients. Two cups pitted kalamata or black olives two anchovy fillets packed in oil, one garlic clove pressed or grated, one quarter cup fresh flat leaf parsley leaves, one tablespoon of capers, one tablespoon freshly squeezed orange juice, one half teaspoon dried thyme, Three tablespoons extra virgin olive oil and freshly ground pepper. Instructions. Combine all of these ingredients except the black pepper in a food processor or blender and mix them all together until everything is minced and the mixture is uniform in color. It's going to be green. Season with the black pepper to taste. Store extra tapenade in an airtight container in the refrigerator for up to one week. That's your bonus today. Your bonus pizza time. It is Olive Tapenade.
1: Cowabunga dudes!
0: Thank you for listening to the Epic Tales from the Sewers podcast. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were created by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. This podcast has no affiliation with Eastman, Laird, Mirage Studios, IDW Studios, Archie Comics, or Nickelodeon Studios. This podcast is a member of the Dorkening Podcast Network. Check out thedorkening.com for other podcasts. Epic Tales from the Sewers is recorded by Justin Cooper and Eric Will.
1: Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. We have very active lifestyles. It's not all wandering the countryside aimlessly or scaring passing motorists. We all love a good cup of joe. And There's only one brew that gets my seal
0: of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. Bold,
1: robust, delicious. It's coffee that can wake the dead. (laughs) With over a dozen different roasts and flavors, Deadly Grounds
0: can satisfy the most finicky of coffee addicts. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly.
1: How so disgusting. Greetings! We are the Retro Reductopus Cephala Podcast, a bi-weekly show that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome. He's right. We wax philosophic about lots of geeky crap,
0: like old video games and movies, toys, cartoons, I don't know,
1: help me out here. Music. Pants. Quoting video games that don't have dialogues. Shabibin. Tasty news. Unnecessarily long Japanese onomatopoeia. Butt breathers. Uncomfortable nature facts. Or
0: how to install a samoplange.
1: And unlike all those other podcasts, we at Retrodocopus have an exciting rotating host schedule. Do we? We sure do. So if you didn't like the guy flapping his gums this week, like me, worry not, gentle listener. Next week we'll have a whole new host. A problem. Hey, they might still suck.